this is trained by Grace too, with Catherine Elizabeth, and we are going through the songs of Isaiah, but at this particular time, it's Christmas time, and I think it, it behooves us to look forward, regardless of what time you think Jesus was born, to to some fantastic, beautiful songs. And these songs have been recorded. Um, the particular song we're going to cover today has been called The Magnificat. It's Mary's Song of Praise. But we think of this sung in cathedrals, by choirs, etc., 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 where the scene is actually a young mother, maybe a very young mother, who is in a situation where she's not married, which could be cause for stoning where she is, who's been told that she's having the anointed one, the Messiah, the Messiah, the son of David and the son of God. Um, and her cousin, who is much older, and who is also having a miracle child, who we in English know as, know as John the Baptist, um, acknowledges this news. And blesses her. So instead of what could be a curse and a downtrodden thing and a thing that causes fear, here she finds faith and blessing in the presence of her cousin Elizabeth. <clears throat> so Mary sings a song. And... There's a couple of things we need to think about in that context. She's not thinking about choirs. She might be. The Old Testament had choirs. But how this got relayed, in all likelihood, from our understanding of the beginning of the book of Luke, is that Mary tells the story later to Luke the physician herself. So, no doubt... It's 33, 34, 35 years later, 40 years later, before she relays the story. Why does she remember the song? And I think it's because of something that was a bit of a tradition at that time, and even continues to be a bit of a tradition for moms, whether they think about it or not now. We tend to pick a song that we sing to our children, that we sing over them when we're pregnant with them, we sing over them as they're small, we sing in the tough times when we wonder what's going on. I can see Mary singing this over Jesus. As he's small, I can see Mary singing this over him as he grows up and says, Mommy, who am I? As he discovers who he really is, I can see her singing this 
at the foot of the cross. When her son is being crucified and her heart is being broken, I can see her singing this during those three days when something in her believes in the resurrection. I can see her singing this again when she sees Jesus appear. I can see her singing this when she sees him ascended. I can see her singing this as John takes care of her for the rest of her life. For Mary, this isn't the Magnificat. For Mary, this is Jesus' song. So, let's look at it that way. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. One of the blessings that Elizabeth says of her is, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And despite the circumstances and despite what it might look like from the outside, Mary knows, absolutely knows, that the Lord has visited her and that this is the son of David and the son of God. This is the Messiah who's going to rule forever and ever and ever and always. And she realizes that she is from the, the, the family of David and that right now they're humbled. Right now they're being ruled by, by a appointed king who's an Edomite, who's not from the house of Israel, who's not a descendant of David in any way, shape, or form. Um, she, for the most part, lived in Galilee, which is not the house of David. It's not Zion. It's not Bethlehem. She... 
and even with Joseph doesn't have anything when they sacrifice the two turtle doves it shows that they have nothing of earthly gain but she realizes that the blessing of the Lord is worth everything and that this child means that God has done great things for her and holy is his name. And that she fears him and that this is a child of mercy, a child who will become strong, who will scatter the proud in the thoughts of their hearts that Jesus will bring down the mighty from their thrones of oppression that have divided and banished and done, done those things and exalted those of humble estate. That he will fill the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. That God the Father, through his son Jesus, has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, as she says, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. She goes back to the promise of Abraham. Not necessarily the promise to David, but the promise of Abraham. Through you all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, was the promise. And she knows that Jesus is that blessing. So think of her singing this song over him every single day. Think of this beautiful song being sung over him as he grows up. Think of the song being sung as he, from our understanding, helps his mother through losing Joseph in a day and age when that was very difficult. You needed someone to provide. Again, imagine her singing this at the foot of the cross and thinking how differently she perceived it that day than she did this day with Elizabeth. Because she had the same preconceptions of who the Messiah was thought to be from the book of Isaiah, not understanding the two timelines, the timeline of suffering servant and the timeline of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It was hard to understand. It's all mixed up, even in one verse, as we've discussed. Imagine her joy in singing this song when she sees him resurrected. Imagine, just imagine. Just imagine as she follows John, through all of his missionary 
life and he takes care of her and he provides for her as Jesus told him to. Imagine singing this song when she's dying and getting ready to meet her son again. This is a beautiful, beautiful song. But for Mary, this wasn't a moment. I really don't think it was. For Mary, this was a lifetime song. What a beautiful song. May our lifetime song be in glory to the God of strength and mercy as Mary's song was and probably is. In Jesus' name, amen. Hi, this is Train by Grace 2 with Catherine Elizabeth. And if you would like to know more about having a relationship with Jesus or need a Bible or need prayer or want to join this podcast, Proclaiming His Excellencies, please send me an email at trainbygrace2 at gmail.com and in the subject line put podcast and I'll be happy to get back with you and and pray for you. Um, God bless you and remember you are one of his excellencies.